Yeah. Yes, this is SFS podcast number 37. Live. As I've got to survive to stay alive. Right, on this podcast, I'm going to go through a match with you. I just um, did a song uh, I just wrote down just now. I wrote it down, well, freestyled half of it and I wrote it down. The first, um, the first bit of it, um, I did. And then I kind of reset it and then I kind of freestyled it. Which is, um, you can't understand the words, what what I was saying, because I didn't say directly what I was saying. was about pigs. And, um... No way, um, believing in, um, bowing down to, uh, Charles Manson or anything like that. It's just my feelings, which I've said in a different point of view by rapping. You see, as, like, say B.I.G. does it, where he does his disses towards Tupac, but he's not actually saying his name. So I didn't say no names on that, I just said... Bait, the equals, don't make this world more sequels. You're killing the masses and peoples with your fucking orders. We live by your orders. You're killing the masses and making us hungry over the borders. Smuggling drugs and weapons to fill your oil companies. Drugs. Drugs. And alcohol and the prohibition filled your economies. All that shit. Because it did. It really did. You know, who started World War Two? Oh, come on. The, the, the government funded the Nazis to do that. The, the Bush administration, or whoever is in charge, the Rockefellers, whatever, funded World War Two. And this, this is a fact. And they used the Mafia like Vito Genovese and Luca Luciano because they knew about the weapons and the drugs that were unloading from Europe, from the docks or during the World War Two. So they used them to get information to um, do their secret little deals, basically, with the Mafia. They were using the Mafia, basically. Just like they used Al Capone. You know, Al Capone was working for... You don't know Al Capone in Florida had a house in Florida which the Bushes owned before him. So the Bushes basically got his house in Florida. Knew what was going on. So all they could do is get him for tax evasion. Which Al Capone really wasn't that bad, bad of a guy anyway. He did, he did a lot of good, Al Capone did. Um... Really, if you think about it, as Al Capone would say, the money of prohibition, we're just making up the leftovers from what you've made alcohol legal so your government can make more money off it. The elite can make more money, like the Rockefellers. That's who made alcohol illegal so they could make more money. Just as World War Two, and I'm not saying Hitler is less evil than the Illuminati, or Rockefeller or Rothschild. Well, probably is a little bit less evil. 
But what I'm saying is, he had his own agenda. He wanted to kill Jews. Anyway, because you're a proper racist motherfucker. Um, didn't like Jews, but that wasn't why the world World War Two got started. World War Two got started. Hitler wanted to kill Jews, so he wanted weapons from America. So America provided with weapons, and it was a big. Well, America, say America, England, whatever you want to call it, the government in England, part of part of it, the royal family, the kings, the queens from back in the day. And um, basically the Bush administration, um, old, the old Bush, I can't remember his name, starts with a B. But um, he funded basically both of the wars and basically did it so he could smuggle drugs for weapons. So there's a big money making in that because you get the drugs from Eastern Europe, like the opium and the lithium. Same thing that happened in 2003 in Iraq. Basically, they already give weapons of mass destruction to Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. They already gave loads of nuclear weapons of mass destruction to Saddam Hussein to create a war. And when he didn't, they fell out with Saddam Hussein because of his reputation with Iraq. That's when they fell out with him. And that's when they went after him. Because he was killing everyone in Iraq. He was killing his own people. So his own people basically turned on him. And then America had no choice but to go and um, capture him and go and invade Iraq and take the weapons from him way before there was actually a war on nuclear weapons, which they said they were there for, which basically they weren't. They've already said about 9-11, but yeah, World War Two basically... The government... the Bush is... The administration was in favour for Hitler... He was supplied, they were supplying Hitler with weapons to kill the Jews. So they weren't fighting Hitler at all. Or um, Mussolini or any of them. They weren't fighting them. Because Vito Genovese um, was um, working with um, Mussolini to um, smuggle drugs and all that shit back into uh, America in World War Two. And Luca Luciano, whatever you say, he was helping the government um, supplying them with information about Mussolini and um, what he was doing so they could uh, get an upper hand on him. No, that's just a cover-up. Basically, Luca Luciano was supplying America on how the docks worked and how they operate because he knew because he'd smuggle drugs in and weapons out from Eastern Europe and stuff like that, so... Um, he would do that, give them information. Basically, he wanted to get out of jail, which he didn't get out of jail because they befriended him, befriended Lucky Luciano, and um, they got information from him so so they could um, understand the docks more and secretly get more lithium, opium, and all that back into the United States to make more money and oil that was coming from the Middle East, that Germany could get easily, and Italy could get easily for them, to supply them. That's why a lot of Italians were in America at the time, because they could easily get hold of them. So they were basically puppets for the Rothschilds, the Bush administration, the Hoovers, 
whatever you want to call it. And this big myth about Hoover um, sending um, Al Capone down for tax evasion, no. Hoover was part of uh, the decision for the uh, prohibition, which was the illegal sale of alcohol as well. So he was making loads of money off it. That's why they did it. That's why they banned alcohol. That's the same way they buy, why they banned drugs. Because the cocaine used to be not known as a big party drug. Until they give it a bad name by making it crack. Which uh, used Pablo Escobar and Colombia for that. Which the Bush administration, Oliver North and all them made loads of money. So I can go on all day about that, all that fucking bullshit. Just the saying is that I get a bit fucking pissed off with all the bullshit that goes on. Basically, BT is a company that's a capitalist company. Amazon is a capitalist company. What Amazon been doing recently? They've just been lying, sending me round in circles, basically. I'm phoning them fucking all the time, trying to get shit done off Audible... I got Audible, right? I got four credits. Cause you get four credits on your account. Can't use them credits. You took money out of my account. I'm saying, look, I can't use them credits. You took money out of my account. You either make me use these credits or not. I'm saying your account's on hold because I bought something and I didn't have the money for it, which I thought I did. Now they want me to buy that and they'll put my account back. On something unblocked, so they want me to pay 150 something pound for something that I was going to buy because I thought I, um, I got paid off selling this thing one day, but I didn't get paid off it. Now they're asking money for that to reactivate my account, and they're saying, Oh, we don't have proper payment, we've got problems with your payment issues. With your account, you need to supply us with the right account. Well, how come you're taking money out of my fucking account then? Because you've been taking £7.99 for four months out of my account and not giving me the fucking Audible box to read. What kind of fucking thing is that to say you haven't got access to my account when obviously you fucking have, you fucking morons? That's pissing me the fuck off. They've done that for the last four months, and I told them last month to fucking refund me and to erase my fucking account. And now they sent me a fucking email saying that, that I got to pay that amount of money for something that I ordered, which they didn't give me, to um, activate my account again, so it's bullshit. So I'm going to be back on the phone today to them, try and keep it cool as I can, but yeah, fucking pissed me off, man. Really pissed me off. Bullshit. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's not like you can fucking, you know, just they live across the road or you can see them every day. You see them, you know where where they are. So you can just choke the loving shit out of them and break the fucking neck. Put them in a fucking guillotine and break the fucking necks. Can't do that shit. Because they're in fucking offices all over the fucking world just fucking you about. I understand. Dirty, bloody, blur. I'll ring you back in 24 hours and we'll sort it. You said that for the last fucking four days. You're going to phone me back in 24 hours. I haven't heard from you yet. 
in the past 24 hours, so it's all fucking bullshit. God damn. And BT have yet to fucking put my fucking Wi-Fi on, so I've been wasting money fucking paying for Vodafone, which runs out so quickly. They're doing me out of money, these motherfuckers. So I, I'm 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 reluctant to go out and go to some fucking place today, and do what I used to do, and start robbing fucking from stars today, just to get my money back. Stupid bastards. I'll get a fucking computer, a nice fucking video camera, a nice MP3 player, a nice Nintendo Switch, whatever I can get, I will get. The motherfuckers. I mean, they do it on purpose. But the thing is, it's not even about the money, it's about them sending me around in circles, making me phone back, saying they're going to ring me, do all this shit. And, um, don't. Same with BT. Saying, oh, we're going to activate your stuff tonight. And then they say, oh, the engineer hasn't done it. Oh, we've got another date for you next week. And then they say this week, it's going to be next week. Well, rest assured, if it isn't fucking next week, then every fucking cable box in fucking whatever area I, I'm in, I'm going to smash up and fucking cut every fibre active fucking broadband wire there fucking is. So no one's got BT and there's extra fucking work for you to repair it. For wasting my fucking time, you motherfucking moronic bastards. You know. They're the worst type of people, these motherfuckers. They just sit on the fucking arse in call centres. I can't, I can't fucking talk to them. You're no talking to them. They say, oh, I understand that. And then when you get a little bit mad, they said, oh, there's no need for that kind of language. Like, we always say that. No need for that kind of language. What do you want me to say then? You fucking prick. What do you want me to fucking say? I'm just waiting for me to say something stupid so they say, oh, all right, we'll get the police. Like once when I said to the bank because I took money out, oh, I'm going to fucking kidnap you and do all this fucking bullshit and chop your fucking head off and stab you and all that shit and then next thing I know police are at my door saying you're threatening to kill people and that nearly arrested me for it and then I told the police look they're on the, put, taking me on a ride and this police officer was a bit understanding about it I'm like yeah it's bullshit but just don't, don't say things like that on the phone but sometimes I just can't help it but I know more that I'm angry when I'm angry not to fucking phone him because I know that I'll say something really stupid. But if I on that, I'll keep my fucking cool. As long as I've got... They can't control my mind and my body and my soul. So fuck them. And I'll get money anyway. Yeah, but in a way that they don't know. And I don't work for anyone. I work for myself. And that's... Final... Just why do they have to be such fucking hassle? I mean, it's more worse than the money because they're sending you around in circles. Like you used to do at the job centre. If you're, you you ain't got a job, you're trying to get a job, you haven't got a job. 
So you've got to go on benefits. Then you ring up people and they tell you to go this place, go that place and ring this person. Then they tell you, oh, you're supposed to ring that person. And then um, you're supposed to ring here. You've rung the same person and they refer you to someone else. And then they refer you back to the same person. It's like, they just told me to fucking ring you. So why are you telling me to ring them? They're doing it and you're telling me to ring someone else. It's with, it's with everything. It's with every fucking office that's supposed to do the job. And what pisses me off about it is they're getting paid to do it, and I ain't. I ain't getting paid to phone you. You're wasting my spare time where I could be getting paid to do something else. Why I'm doing that, you're sitting on your fucking ass. Whether, you, whether you're calling the shots or not, it doesn't fucking matter. What you're doing, whether you work for them... You're not you're not part of what their establishment it doesn't matter. You're getting paid to do your fucking job. So you do it you do it. You know, it's like social services and the fucking police force and all that shit. You get paid. And people say, Oh fucking these benefit people who claim benefits are the lowest of the low don't do anything for society, why should they why should they get money? Well, first of all, disability benefits and uh, things like that legitimately, if they can't work, they can't work, so legitimately, human rights, you need to fucking pay them, and they can't work, you need to fucking pay, pay them so they can live, they got as much right to live life as anyone else has, second of all, if they haven't anyway, and they don't want to work anyway, that's not twice as bad, because obviously they're not fucking doing anyone harm, they're not fucking lying to people, and saying they're going to do this and do that, basically, so people like social services are support, getting paid more that are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, like helping people that need help, doing things they're supposed to be doing and they don't do, they just fucking nap around and talk shit because I've dealt with social services and that's what they do, just nap around and talk shit and just completely just don't give a fuck, basically. Someone just filled out a fucking, any fucking cunt, just fills out an application, gets the job, and dri the fucking drives around and just doesn't give a fuck, basically. And that's been my experience with them. And every time you need help off them, they don't give you fucking help. What they do is they destroy your self-esteem, saying, oh, you got this wrong with you, you got that wrong with you. And then, and then they'll see some bills or something that you've got from the fucking tax company or something like that and say, oh, you'll get kicked out of your house, oh, you better pay them. Since I haven't been with social services, I just throw them motherfucking letters in the bin, what the fuck are they going to do? No one comes to my house, if they do, I tell them to fuck off, it's simple as that. Bailiffs come, anyone come and tell them to fuck off, don't answer the door, if they do answer the door, I've got a fucking weapon with me and they won't be fucking coming in my house, point blank, there's nothing they can do, they can't take nothing from you. I know, because I've been in the situation where a fucking bailiff come to my house and I've got a fucking wooden stick, wooden pallet, covered it up with newspaper, put some fucking screws on it and got that. And fucking, I was about to swing to them and they run towards the car and say, come back here again and you'll get this through your fucking forehead, you motherfucker. And someone rang me up saying, well, yeah, you come, I'll, I'll, I'll greet you with a fucking knife through a letterbox didn't come that's what you say sim you gotta be like that man if you're if you're a man that's what you gotta say you gotta 
put that fear into them sometimes. You got you know, because fear sometimes is respect. You see, it's not about the last thing I want to do is try and be violent and try and threaten people. I don't like doing it. But at the end of the fucking day, that's what's going to get me out of a situation. Because if you don't, society will do you to the ground. Simple as. Sometimes you got to shout at them and you got to make threats. Like, listen, motherfucker, I'm doing this my way and if you get in my fucking way, you're going to get fucking hurt. Same thing Suge Knight did. Or any, any anyone. I'm I'm not a gangster or anything like that. I'm just a normal person. But what I'm saying is the people that do that, they know then, all oh, right, my my safety might be at will. Um, my safety might be in jeopardy here, so I'm not going to risk getting hurt over my job. So they won't do it. But if you just sit back and say, oh, well, try and talk fucking... The, the the politics with them or try and do the signing bullshit saying oh I know my rights and all this shit and blah de blah de blah then just try and talk talk with them there's no talking to them because they'll just they've got their agenda and they'll do what they do and then they'll just roll over you and then if you don't use threats or, va- or threats against them or stand up to them like you're gonna beat the shit out of them because half of them are fucking pussies half are bailiffs half of any of these motherfuckers Fuckers, they're all pussy bastards. You've got a fucking bullied at school. You've got these fucking jobs because they kissed a fucking teacher's fucking ass. That's why they got all these motherfucking jobs. I'm like, this guy fucking sent me a message. Now I don't troll. You see, I don't, I don't write, I don't comment on YouTube anymore. So I'm like, what's the point of commenting on, on commenting on videos on YouTube? Think about it. Fifteen years ago. We didn't have YouTube or anything like that. Right, YouTube is a fucking blessing. It's a fucking, like, fucking, when I first found out about YouTube, it was like, I could watch all these things oh, that I saw back in the day or I haven't seen. Um, all these programs that I've missed and all that. And all these things that I haven't seen. So many things that I haven't seen that I love to watch. I should appreciate YouTube. YouTube's for entertainment. YouTube's to watch things. And then you get these fucking guys arguing about things on fucking YouTube. And I did it with one guy. And it's like taking all the fucking fun away from fucking YouTube. Well, what's the point of fucking arguing and wasting your time trolling shit on YouTube? When it's supposed to be a fucking entertainment. You're supposed to watch it to get entertainment pleasure. You're on an hard day's fucking work. You're on an hard day's fucking, you know. YouTube's a fucking blessing. You think about YouTube, you think about that 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you'd be like, fucking hell. Imagine that in the future, that's going to be fucking mint in the future, bloody hell. All the channels, you can just watch anything you want, any program that you've missed, any anything from back in the day, any program that's out, anything that's out there, you can watch for free. Like You're going to be mesmerised. You're going to be entertained by it. That's what I use YouTube for. So why is it just some pathetic fucking morons who are insecure with themselves or whatever fucking argue about shit on YouTube? It's just bullshit. Because at the end of the day, they're going to disagree with you. They've got their own agenda and you've got your own agenda. 
I've had plenty of arguments over fucking um, the Tupac fucking murder shit. Um, with uh, people. Um, I disagreed once about this fucking bullshit they had about... Um, they had this theory. First of all, they had this theory about Suge Knight doing it. Which was partly believable. I didn't actually fully ever believe in it. But it was kind of suspicious. Like, yeah, he does have that motive. Suge Knight does have that motive to kill Tupac. And, uh... blah de blah de blah Because, um... Tupac owed him money or whatever. I mean, uh... Yes, Death Row owed him money. And, um, he's got the motive right there if Tupac was leaving. But... Then I was like to myself, even though I was kind of suspicious because I watched Biggie and Tupac documentary, I read that Labyrinth book, I was kind of suspicious, but at the end of the day, and because police working for him and everything, and the fact that, yeah, Suge Knight would make a lot of money off a dead man, makes sense, but which didn't make sense to me was Suge Knight sitting next to Tupac, why someone would let off 13 shots in the car, and hoping that he's not getting hit because the bullets were all over the fucking car. Suge Knight got lucky. And obviously I was a bit suspicious because of that interview he said, oh, Tupac was laughing about him driving off, and uh, which I don't believe is true. And Suge Knight saying he got shot in the head. I think he did get shot in the head, but he got grazed, not properly shot in the head. Got grazed by bullets and a bullet in the glass. Um... And, but he said, yeah, bullet's still in my head and all that in that interview. And I thought, why, why is he lying about shit like that? And uh, then I watched uh, Tupac Assassination, which is saying, got him. Some Michael Moore or something. And then Frank Alexander, his first documentary, Before I Awake, he didn't say nothing about Suge Knight. His first book about it, he didn't say nothing about Suge Knight doing anything. And um, why he got threatened, Frank Alexander got threatened uh, with um, Death Row trying to kill him, weren't because of, which he even said on Tupac's um, bigger documentary, weren't because of Tupac, it was because of Suge going jail, and because of that beating earlier that night before Tupac got shot, which Suge Knight got Orlando Anderson to uh, threaten him, to say a particular sorry, I weren't involved, and I didn't, um, I didn't do nothing. So Suge Knight said that to Frank Alexander, like you got to tell the fucking judge in the court that you did not see me lay it, lay any hand on Orlando, and he he basically refused to do that. Frank Alexander refused to lie to court, so that's why he got threatened to uh, get killed. That's why the, the Suge Knight got his bloods to threaten Frank Alexander, don't come near our company, um, we want you dead, because you did that, which is typical of a gangster to do that. And then you got Reggie Wright, which is very suspicious, about him with the security and all that, which having, having no security and Tupac not having a vest and them saying they didn't have weapons that day, that was the first meeting where they told him not to have weapons. That was all suspicious. But 
on the way the cars were positioned. But what they failed to say was about the women that were there. And about, oh, Shug Knight made this U-turn and no one chased after the white Cadillac when they did. There was women there who witnessed it and someone did chase after the Cadillac. So, as soon as I saw murder rap, I was like, I always knew Orlando Anderson shot Tupac. I always knew that. First time I heard about Tupac's murder, I knew that Orlando Anderson did it. I knew it's got to be him who done it because he's a crip. And I'm thinking, well, someone kicked me two hours ago. I'm in Vegas at the time. And then there's four people in the car and there's four black males in the car and death row are bloods and they're crips. I'm thinking, well, wouldn't he just come back and shoot him? Um, that'll be what a crips do. They'll go back and want revenge. Basically, yeah, I was all, you know, that Shug Knight theory kind of suspicious about, I was more suspicious about, still am sometimes, about him not getting shot, him being alive. Because of the number sevens and all that, and the Machiavelli album, and all the music he put out afterwards, and all that, that he'd never got shot. He's alive because that woman said, that blonde woman said that he took her away on a helicopter somewhere, and his lyrics talking about his death and all that. That's why I was waiting for him to come back. Which I still, 1% of me still believes that might be true. But, now, after all that shit, after Frank Alexander's dead, which Frank Alexander basically changed his story as he went along, no disrespect to him. He 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 wanted to solve the murder, but he got misinformed by people, probably in his ear, saying, do this documentary, and feeding into him, yeah, it was Suge Knight who did it, and all this crap, because there's so many people saying Suge Knight did it. Because Suge Knight was this gangster who fucking fed people to piranhas and did all this fucking uh, shot people through walls and beat people up for fuck all. Which, yeah, he did do that. Suge Knight was an evil motherfucker. But um, once, basically, once Suge Knight theory was thrown out the window, which. Um, I never, I never really, I was suspicious about it, but I never truly believed Suge Knight had nothing to do with it. Why would you sit in the fucking car and do it? And another thing is, there's no evidence. If you listen to any of Tupac's interviews before he died, when does he ever, is there any evidence of him having problem with Suge Knight? When does Tupac ever say that? Any footage that you see, Anything, like three days before he dies, he's talking about death row east, death row east. The night of his death, he's punching out a crit for death row, basically. So why the fuck would he... Um, there's no evidence there that suggests he was ever leaving death row records. There was evidence that he's starting Machiavelli records, because he said that. But that he said it was distributed by death row. So that was distributed by Death Row. 
we weren't leaving. It's like fifty cent and the after fifty cent unit distributed by Shady Aftermath. Shady Records distributed by Aftermath. The same thing what fifty Dre and Eminem did. Expanding the businesses and getting distributed because at the time Death Row was like bigger than Interscope. So instead of Pat going and getting distributed by Interscope before, he'd be doing it through Death Row. Instead of like he was independent before Death Row, but he got distributed by Interscope. He's going to be independent again, but Death Row be distributing him, which would be better in Tupac's interest. And what a lot of people know. Is this Reggie Wright and David Kenner theory? He didn't fire David Kenner. You can Danny Boy. He was with Tupac all the time. Basically, was close friend. Basically, closer to Tupac. No respect to his family or anything like that. But Tupac barely saw his mum by the time he died. Right? He didn't see Psych. He didn't see Mo Prem. Didn't see any of them. Right? Basically. Cut them away. He basically was with Shug or Danny Boy all the time, or the Outlaws all the time, by the time of his death. So people were there saying he never fired David Kenner. And there's pretty much evidence saying that as well, because on the 12th of September, if you dig deep, he was going to go back to court, and that was the day he was going to get sentenced, put back in jail for um, a crime that he did. Whether it's uh, assaulting the Hughes brothers or something, or some other crime, he was due in court to get sentenced, to go back to jail. So, who gets people off cases the most? David Kenner. David Kenner, Snoop Dogg, committed murder in broad daylight, his bodyguard did. Kenner got him off. Tupac was going, not a lot of people don't know, Tupac was going to fucking court still on bail. You know, you're still doing doing shit, and you're still having these cases from before he got onto death row, and um, had to go to court numerous times when he was on death row, and kind of got him off all of them, like kind of got him out of jail. So why the fuck would he fire David Kenner, knowing that he's got an ongoing court case coming on? Basically, that's not what happened. Basically, what happened was he says he doesn't he doesn't need. He said, I won't be needing your services for my business affairs to do with Euthanasia, which was a company he started while he was in jail, which he was starting with Jasmine McGuy and Tracy Edwards and all that, which was, that was separate from Death Row, but that, that was started anyway. He was in works of that before he went to Death Row. So that and that weren't about rap. That was about other things, because they wanted. He's asked Tupac, I think, if he wanted to represent him on cases for that, but Tupac declined that. So that what was that about? So and Tupac never fired Kenny. Never any beef between that. Yeah, Tupac did wonder about his accounting, wanting to see the accounts for his money. But he was getting money all the time and he was going to get money. He was getting money, he had houses, he had cars, he had jewellery. So he was satisfied with all that. And plus he was going to get, get a payment as well. And basically, them three album things that he did, All Eyes On Me weren't two albums, it was one album. 
as a double disc album. So Machiavelli is going to be his second album. And his third album, which if you do not research on it, them songs that I did through The End of Time and the uh, song that I did with John B and all the songs that I did with Danny Boy, he's going to do an R&B album. It's going to be another double album called Are You Still Down? which was posthumously released a year later in 1997 um, before he went to songs before he went to death row songs that he was going to release on Fog Life on other Fog Life CDs you've got to do research about that because um, that that was going to be his album he's going to release Machiavelli in October he's going to release Eyes Still Down it's going to be like in like All Eyes On Me, but more R&B. Probably going to be like a big smash hit. Machiavelli was like Pac's idea. One Nation was a collaboration album. Fog Pound was a collaboration album. Blah, blah, blah. Right, so, then they fucking argue about me. Because um, now I listen to this, because um, I do think government had something to do with it. The Illuminati. Because he always had it in for Tupac. So I talked to this guy and he said, go and listen to this Chaos Merchant thing. It tells you all about Suge Knight not, not having anything to do with it. And it was the government who did it. So I was like, all right, I'll listen to it. But then it was just, I started listening to it. And then he said something about Snoop Dogg having something to do with it. And little fucking half dead. He was like some unknown fucking, like a, he'd been mentioned on Snoop's, Snoop's cousin, little cousin or something. Killing Tupac. You actually shot Tupac and saying Orlando Anderson didn't do it. And like all the time I knew, even with the Suge Knight theory throughout the years, I, I always knew that Orlando Anderson probably the guy who shot Tupac. I, I knew that. And there's fucking evidence. Well, sorry, there's fucking evidence. He definitely did it. Orlando Anderson was the shooter. That, that's a fact. Too, ma too many fucking coincidences. Um, the recent documentary he's just caught lying saying he weren't in Vegas and he's basically he's lying he's, he's, he's saying uh, Orlando Anderson which is lying That's, that um, behavioural analyst analyses him they start smirking about it and the Glock 40 the weapon the Cadillac he was um Directly, evidence directly pointed him to being involved in that and the weapon. Yeah, the weapon, the Cadillac. He was there in Vegas, took a beating. He bragged about it. Everyone who was close to Tupac, everyone in Compton, says it was him who did it. Um, then you got Keefe D's confession about the shoot, actual shooting, which is realistic confession. Because think about it, what? just the way he said it, like, I gave the gun to Dre, and Dre didn't want to do it, so Orlando Anderson said, give me the motherfucker, let me go out the window and shoot him. And that's a, like, why would he make up that a confession like that? Saying, oh, Orlando, he could have said, oh, Orlando Anderson was sitting where Dre was sitting. And I gave the gun quickly to Orlando Anderson and he just casually went around the window and shot him. Well, no, he gave the gun to Dre and Dre didn't want to do it. So Orlando Anderson leaned across Dre and shot him. 
And then you have Club 62 where they saw Crips. People saw Crips outside it and scared them away. Which is true. But Keithy D and the other three said, fuck that, we're doing it anyway. And got in the Cadillac and did it. So, then I listen. So, I watched Murder Rap and then I'm still thinking, yeah, the government might have something to do with it. But Keithy D did it and P Diddy probably was behind it. Zip and all that because the connection was Zip. So. Because you think about it. What happened with Jimmy Henchman and Asian Jack? Asian Jack was an FBI informant. After Tupac shot them cops. Every fucking cop was out for Tupac. So they're going to do whatever they could to fucking get him. Behind bars or shot dead. That's what they did by getting that gangster, Haitian Jack, to represent, to uh, get involved in his life, to manipulate him, then set him up on that rape thing, because he was informant. And all this connection, all this circle, goes round to Puffy and Jimmy Henchman. Because all of them were in that circle together. And they're all rats for the FBI. Uh, Puffy's dad was a rat. Ratted out, uh, what is it, Nicky Barnes. That's why he got shot dead. So Puffy was a rat. And Jimmy Henchman was a rat. At the time. So you got them circle of people. And um, when Tupac gets shot for the first time. The same officer that turns up for the... For the rape, turns up for the shooting, and the, there was camera footage of that shooting, and it got removed. So, police obviously fucking orchestrated that. They didn't do it, but what they did was they let give it to Haitian Jack. Yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll go undercover. For you, inform you, and get close to Tupac, manipulate him. Tupac was fascinated with gangsters and all that. Just manipulate him, give him jewelry, introduce him to nice women, clubs, and everything like that, which got him into clubs that he could never get into before. And then manipulate him. And um, that's what he did. And Puffy was close to henchmen, we were close to them. Biggie was not, not to do with it. Biggie. Basically, the why Tupac was mad at Biggie was something different. It was because of Biggie saying on an interview that he only got shot once, and all them rumours um, which Biggie supported about him getting raped in jail and all that. Because Tupac was going to quit rapping because of all that bullshit about his own people setting up the set him up and all that shit which he knew happened because of the fucking cops that's why Tupac didn't go to the cops about it think about that just think so Puffy I Puffy was involved in his first shooting you look at his eyes when he's asked about it Big E was just up there doing a record Puffy and Henchman definitely knew that was going down that night so Pac probably thought Biggie probably knew about it in advance. He might have done, he might have not done, but obviously he was unable to stop that from happening. 
because um, he would have got killed himself. Piggy warned, like Mike Tyson did, about his association with Jimmy Henchman and Haitian Jack and all them, and King Tut and all of them, because Biggie knew, knew them from being New York gangsters, just as Tyson did. They warned Pac about it, but Pac was like, fuck that man, I can take care of myself, and blah, 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 blah. So, that's how he got shot, and then, because he was mad at Biggie, the main reason was because Biggie said he got shot once, like Stretch did. And um, he was just a fake rapper and actor, and he was faking all of it. And then he's really too shot you and all that. So Pat was mad at Biggie, like, what the fuck? I've done all this shit for you, and now you're, you're seeing all this bullshit about me, seeing I'm fake and all that shit. When, when you met me, you was a broke, fat motherfucker sleeping on my fucking couch. And I was hanging out in your fucking neighbourhood without bodyguards, and you was out in LA in my fucking house and I was supplying you with money, letting you do my concerts for you. I was the main supporter in your fucking career. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't even have a fucking career. Which is true, Tupac fucking schooled Biggie to being a rap fucking, being successful. Biggie stole Pac's style, which is true. No, he didn't sound like Pac and yeah, Biggie was a better fucking... MC than Tupac, well, a better lyricist than Tupac, definitely. Biggie was special when it came to that. But what he was rapping about was what Tupac was living, in which he weren't living. Understand? But yeah, his flow and everything, and his, the way he'd speak was obviously a lot different than Tupac. But Puffy, like on Notorious, Puffy didn't say that, like make a song for the commercial song for the bitches and all that. Tupac said that to Biggie. So obviously Tupac's going to be pissed at Biggie. So that's why he fucked his bitch, Faith Evans, which he did. Faith weren't in relationship with Biggie at the time. Faith, which um, I cover in my last year of Tupac's life. Now, because I'm outsider, you might think I'm talking shit. But back to the YouTube thing, this Chaos Merchants, um, just, I just got involved with so many arguments and that, of nothing. And I, I said, just reached my opinion about it, saying, come on, man, how can you believe in that? Then I got called a retard for not believing in it. Like, you retired, you must, you're fucking retarded for not believing that. Um, so fucking hypocritical of you to say that I'm retarded for not believing in a retarded fucking conspiracy because that conspiracy is the most retarded one of them all um, little half dead fucking doing it what, what evidence is there there and Snoop Dogg being involved why the fuck would Snoop want to kill Tupac they were both friends both had a little minor falling out three days prior not Snoop's going to kill Tupac and gonna get one of his fucking little cousins to do it when you could just get a professional fucking hitman from death row or something like that to do it you know if it weren't for David Kenner Snoop would have been fucking in jail for life if it weren't for that so Snoop basically why Snoop said what he said pissed Tupac off why he did it 
So I don't know why he said. Because at the end of the day, Biggie and Puffy tried to kill Snoop just a few months prior when he went to New York to shoot that video. So Snoop saying that is like, I don't know why he would say that when they were trying to kill him anyway. And Snoop was like the one who escalated that beef at the Source Awards. Snoop was black bang in that beef as well as Ice Cube and, you know, and Tupac. So they, they, Snoop Dogg was fucking slap bang in. So when he said that, obviously Pat was confused, like, what the fuck's going on here? Because Tupac fucking helped Snoop with Mob Deep, because Mob Deep came out and did the song LA LA. So that's why Tupac went up Mob Deep, because of Snoop Dogg, basically. Because he was sticking up for Snoop Dogg. He didn't have no problems with Bob Deep personally. Mob Deep and Pac knew the same people. Um, so they they would have got along Tupac and Mob Deep. They they would have been. They would have sorted things out. Mob Deep the only ones to go at Tupac and Death Row. Mob Deep didn't give a shit. They had the infamous crew in Queensbridge, they, and they were still in the street at the time, so they didn't care about fucking none of that shit. They weren't scared like Biggie or any of them. So, work that shout, and I hear Chaos Merchant. He's just such a fucking lion. Reggie Wright fucking wanting to do it, orchestrated all of it so he could take over the company. When, how they take over the company when all the money of the company got taken away from them because who started the company? Harry O. So Harry O got all the money back from Suge Knight. Suge Knight still had money when he got out of jail and still was rich when he got out of prison until 2005 when Lydia Harris filed that lawsuit suing Suge Knight in death row. Because Harry O started the company with Suge Knight and Dr. Dre. Then they were all partners. Because it weren't Suge Knight's company, it was Harry O's, Suge's and Dre's company. Then it turned into Suge and Dre's company. Then Dre weren't happy because Suge Knight was kind of taking over things. So Dre left because of that. Because it weren't his company. He thought, this is my company, why is Suge Knight making all the decisions? around it so Reggie Ryan David Kenner trying to take over Shug's company and uh, Snoop Dogg having something to do with it how the fuck does that make sense then after Tupac was killed Snoop Dogg a couple of months after left death row he left and so did all his inner circle except from Daz and Daz was very close to Tupac. Daz produced Tupac and Death Row produced Tupac after that and shout out to him and everything. Reggie Wright was Reggie Wright basically was just basically put in charge of affairs from Suge Knight. Suge Knight was still running Death Row from prison at the time. But he said, if anyone, Frank Alexander said this, anyone going to take over, manage the company while Shug was locked up, then he would give it to Reggie. 
He trusted Reggie because he grew up with Reggie. He was friends with Reggie. So Reggie Wright did not have the fucking power. He, he wasn't even a cop. His dad was a cop in Compton. But Suge Knight knew all these people. Suge Knight had cops working working for him. Suge Knight ran that fucking company with an iron fist. No one fuck with Suge Knight. Reggie Wright would never fucking dare to fucking get have Suge Knight killed. And then use Snoop Dogg and Little Half Dead to do it. And then make it seem as a Snoop Dogg and Tupac thing. And the Crips did it. What the fuck? Like, them Long Beach Crips. Half Dead, if I'm not mistaken, remember Long Beach Crips. Them and the Southside Crips were fucking beefing. Because BJ Knockout were on EDE's team. So the Southside Crips were fucking beefing with the, the fucking Long Beach Crips. The Naughty Block Crips and the Southside Crips were beefing with the Long Beach Crips. I don't think I'm stupid saying this outside, but this is what I, I'm just getting information off people that were there. Everyone that were there is saying the same fucking thing. So that Chaos Merchants thing, I just made one comment on there. Then because I was fucking, I might have been high or something at the time, I kind of responded and said loads of fucked up things to people on there. Which now I wouldn't come thinking, what is the fucking point of even doing it? It's supposed to be YouTube. And uh, people said I listened to it. Why you listen to it? I didn't listen to it. I listened to about 15 minutes of it when I heard the story. And then I went on this other page and heard what it really was about. And I was like, fucking, that is just, no, it's bullshit. And why do you twist the start? point is man they twisted the story because why they did that is because murder rap came out and basically it came with facts it's not all murder rap is true the stuff about biggie on murder rap ain't true and russell paul i've got nothing against russell paul because russell paul's right about things about the rampart scandal and about biggie's murder russell paul is right about that I give Russell Paul credit. He just got basically got it wrong about Tupac. He just put the Tupac thing involved of it because of the connection. But he just got it wrong about the the re the reason why there was a connection between it. He just got it wrong in that sense. But he was investigating Biggie's murder because that was the LAPD thing. Las Vegas were investigating Tupac's murder. So Greg Caden weren't even investigating Tupac's murder. He was investigating Biggie's murder. But obviously, because the Compton Crips killed Tupac, he then investigated Tupac's murder, which he got results on that, which I believe is true. But Biggie's murder, no, I think he fucking wrote that fake fucking letter to Poochie. Uh, to Sharif and I saying Poochie did this, Poochie did that. And it's bullshit, man. Poochie, Poochie didn't do fuck all, man. None of Death Row guys did it. Probably knew it was going to happen. Probably wanted it to happen. I don't think they did do it. I think that fucking Marafa Hamid and David Mack and um, Rafael Perez, they're the ones who did it because that was a professional hit.
So I think they did it. No reason why they did it is my own conspiracy. Is because Puffy sacrificed Biggie and wanted him to die so to save his own skin. Because Suge Knight were gonna kill Puffy anyway, and the FBI wanted to do it. Get the FBI involved. Get the cops involved so they can get Biggie killed. Which Puffy were gonna get killed. Anyway, and there's so many, too many contradictions with Puffy and the Southside Crips. And that documentary that has come out, um, that right civil rights leader. Uh, he he he's he's right about things, but why is he like in the Puffy thing in the second episode? Why is he not inst- digging deeper into Puffy's connections? And Eugene Dion, man, what's the fuck is he going on about? He's changing his story all the time. Like, he's saying, like, Puffy was this and that, and now he's saying when they interview, oh, Puffy's not capable of that. And that he's saying, oh, he's capable of k- killing Biggie. doesn't make any sense what he was saying in that. So I believe Puffy is a little fucking snake. I believe Puffy was just a coward who sacrificed Biggie to protect himself and to make money. Puffy saw that as opportunity. Yeah, I can make loads of money off Biggie's album. Biggie's death, and I can save my own back. Because really, I can Shug wanted to kill fucking Puffy. And Puffy made deals with the Southside Crips and then made deals with the FBI and the cops out there. Same cops are on Shug's payroll, and that's how Biggie got killed. That's how he had it all up. Like, I just fucking added it all up, man. And the reason Pat got killed was because he hit Alondo Anderson that night. Puffy already had the bounty out on Tupac. The thing is, why I say the cops were involved with Tupac getting killed, because they let him go to death row, because no one else would have had him. So with Tupac going death row, he knew that there was dynamite, fire, dynamite, him and Suge Knight together would make Tupac worse. Would make Tupac go into the gang culture, which he had no experience because he didn't grow up in that culture. So you think about it, the cops didn't need to do anything. They're probably just waiting for Tupac to get himself into some shit and some real gangbanger who, you know, was fucking beefing with Death Row, whatever, and the whole East-West thing, not East-West, the bad boy Death Row thing would spiral out of control. They knew that and they manipulated that beef in the media and everything. They knew that was about control and Tupac and would end up dead. So they didn't have to do anything. So that is my perspective on it. So this is SFS podcast number 37 and I am going to get into the last year of uh, Tupac's life um, timeline on this podcast. As I am going to take a little break from part one. And I'll see you at part two.